0: Hi there, this is Aaron Saft and the MR Running Pains podcast. want to apologize ahead of time for this intro and for the outro. Uh, first time in a long time. Uh, obviously, I am under the weather. Um, but that's not going to stop me from bringing you this awesome episode uh, with Travis Macy, author of The Ultra Mindset. Um, Travis wrote this book and I first read it in 2016. Um, Really changed the way I look at things, um, you know, and frame things. Uh, his book <clears throat> is kind of a workbook that you can work through and improve some of your mental strategies and skills. Uh, we talk about a lot of things in this episode, uh, you know, mindset being one of them. But um, Travis is a, a great person, athlete, coach, father, husband. Um, is just an all-around amazing guy. Uh, you may have seen him. Uh, most recently on the Echo Challenge with his father, um, who's suffering from Alzheimer's. It's uh, just just an amazing family. Um, it was a joy to talk to Travis. Uh, you know, I, I when I first called and left a message to get this episode uh, going, I said I was as nervous as I was when I was in high school <laughs> calling a girl for the first time. Uh, you know, it, it just made me uh, kind of... Um, Amazed, you know, to be able to, to talk to someone like Travis uh, with all of Travis's experience and, you know, after having read and uh, listened to his book numerous times and talked about it with a number of athletes and folks, it was really cool just to sit down and, and see how really down to earth Travis is. Um, I think you'll hear that reflected in this conversation um i just i appreciate as always travis's time energy uh, and all he's done for our sport and continues to do to this day Uh, so thank you travis and i hope you enjoy our conversation
1: hey aaron how are you man i'm good thank you good yeah i'm good good to see you thanks for uh thanks for doing this
0: yeah man thanks for
1: joining me yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) how are things out by you
1: yeah, things are uh, things are good. It's a it's a beautiful, sunny day. Been doing quite a bit of skiing, and uh, yeah, life is nice. good. Come how about much
0: yourself? Uh, yeah, we're doing good this way. Um, you know, the weather's kind of warming up a little bit, which is nice. We actually start our uh, outdoor track season today. So, um, all right. Yeah, pretty excited to see the kids yeah. today. It'll be fun.
1: Good for you. That's a big yeah. day.
0: Yeah, cool. yeah, it is cool. Um, all righty. How about you? Do you uh, do you coach anything locally?
1: Um, I help out with the high school mountain bike team, uh, and with, um, some of the other, uh, younger kids mountain biking. And, um, I've been trying to get more kids out, um, doing some ski mountaineering. That's, uh, oh, cool. an Olympic sport, uh, in 2026. So trying oh, to wow. it, it, really just exposing kids to it, but, um, yeah, you know, between cool. then just or organic stuff with with my own kids and other kids around
0: how old are your kids now?
1: Uh, mine are nine and 11 9 and 11. okay yeah, yeah how, got... how about yours I heard I think I heard on one of your podcasts you, you have your is your son in high school
0: Yeah yeah he's a freshman uh, yep. he'll be 15 uh, in April and cool. uh, my daughter is uh, 11 so she'll be moving up to middle school next year. Um, yeah, they can actually start running uh, in sixth grade for cross country. So, oh, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, nice. she wants to do it if she wants to. Mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> yep,
1: yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, my my son is in uh, fifth grade as well, um, so he he will have that option next year. Um, uh, he's really into soccer right now, and currently yeah. that's fall and spring, so he'll. I imagine he'll probably keep going with that, but who knows, I don't know, depending on logistics, maybe he'll do yeah. both if he wants to, but
0: I, I think, I think soccer is we'll so great for, for kids, you know, yeah. like uh, yep. that, that movement, lateral movement, everything is, you know, I yep. think it's, it's great. Soccer mobility.
1: teaches you to run. And the good thing about running is, you know, it's a sport that you can kind of start any time, especially yep. if, if a kid has been doing other sports.
0: So yeah, my daughter's into it as well. She does gymnastics as well. Um, nice yeah yeah and, and my son's into basketball right now which is cool uh, it was nice yeah. you know give him kind of an off season because he did cross and um yeah obviously he's doing outdoor now but um he's still doing um basketball through i think it's i think it goes into march so uh, he really yeah. enjoys that so it's, it's cool. i think it's great for young kids you know yeah. even the younger high school kids to to have that uh where mm-hmm. it's not just you know, one, one sport all the time.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 played four sports through my senior year in high school and I'm, I'm a big fan of mixing it up and doing different things. And
0: yeah. You know, so wh- yep. which sports did you do again?
1: Um, uh, track and cross country, uh, cool. and also soccer and basketball.
0: Oh, nice. Right on. Yeah. I remember the, the basketball stories <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> from your book.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> Um, yep. Is uh? Do you have another book in in process, or are you? Uh,
1: yeah. Actually, we so we we just got a um a full manuscript off to the publisher. Uh, oh, wow. So we're so we're kind of in that process, which that's a that's a big hurdle, you know, getting it yeah. um, down on paper. And and their plan is to have it on shelves uh, about a year from now, like spring twenty twenty three. So we're kind of starting to um, you know, work through the uh, marketing plans and design and that sort of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, really, really excited for it it's it's actually, it's more about my dad and kind of, you know, his background and his, um, his journey with Alzheimer's recently, and, you know, kind of trying to uh, a lot less prescriptive than, um, than the ultra mindset was this one's more, more memoir, but hopefully still some, things we're hoping that will be helpful, um, to, you know, families who, who are going through Alzheimer's and maybe, um, similar things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how is dad doing?
1: Pretty good, you know. We're 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 doing a podcast together almost every week, and we we have a blast doing that. And um, interpersonal conversation and uh and and fitness, you know, time outside. Those continue to be areas of relative strength for him. So, good. um, you know, all cybers is progressing, and it's it's hard for sure. You know, definitely more just more support, more involved kind of on the, on the day-to-day, but he's, you know, he's, he's an amazing, resilient person. And um, my mom is incredible. And, and I think she's holding up um, pretty well. He, uh, he actually got a tattoo the other day um, (laughs) that uh, I think is pretty cool, but it's on his forearm and and it it says it's all good training and just kind of, you know, a reminder something to look down and, you know, a little kind of, you know, middle finger to Alzheimer's maybe, or something Good like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Did he have any other tattoos or is that his first?
1: No, no, this is, yeah, this is the, this is the, <laughs> and he's definitely like absolutely not a uh, tattoo um, kind of guy, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he decided to go do it. So yeah, yeah. it's,
0: uh, it's fun. That's fantastic. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah I mean, it, it was great. Like, I mean, so touching to watch the, the echo challenge uh, with the two of you, that was, I mean, that had to be an amazing memory. Um, is there, um, are they doing another, like, have they said anything about doing another?
1: Well, yeah, they've said some stuff. It's uh, basically, I would say, don't hold your breath, Um, (laughs) you know, kind of, uh, yeah, the, the, so we did that Fiji race in, in fall of 2019, uh, and then, you know, COVID really, they, they had a, they had, a, they have a course lined up in Patagonia you know, they had a, a race date. They were actually doing the casting and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, COVID just kind of uh, changed it all around and, and Amazon had put um, a whole lot of money into that. And there's still, you know, currently enough international uncertainty, um, Sure. you know, that, that they haven't scheduled it. And I also, I think there's been some, You know, as things happen, changes at at Amazon and um, changes at um, MGM uh, as far as, you know, whatever all, all that stuff that goes into it so who knows we'll we'll see um i'd love to do another one I've, i really enjoyed the um the eco challenge itself and uh you know I'd, i my, my dad wouldn't be able to race again but who knows hopefully he'd be able to come there and watch or you, you know maybe kind of be an honorary support crew member or something <laughs> like that so
0: That's cool. i don't know
1: we'll we'll see we'll see how it unfolds and cool. uh it, yeah i was listening i was listening on your podcast actually this morning i listened to your episode about the preparing for the Bigfoot 200. Oh. <laughs> um, how, uh, how's, how's that process going? I uh, enjoyed hearing yeah. how you laid out your training plan and stuff oh, for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it was, you know, um, yesterday was actually my first kind of big, um, you know, step to, um, to moving along. So um, I've kind of set up it, here in the Southeast, we have a, uh, a challenge that was made up called the Brute Challenge. And um, it's five different runs that you do in a calendar year. Um, you can do okay. whenever, right? It's just you just do in the calendar year. They range from about 100k to about 75ish miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all mountain runs. Uh, one is here, uh, you know, in Western North Carolina, and that's what we call Pitchel, uh, Mount Pisgah mm-hmm. and Mount Mitchell. Uh, we mm-hmm. have the um, the Scar, which is the AT through the Smokies, uh, that's mm-hmm. Tennessee, and then South Carolina is the Foothills Trail. Georgia is the Georgia loop. And then, uh, Virginia is the Massanutten loop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yesterday I ran, um, a portion of Pitchell, uh, kind of the beginning of the course, but I ran up to Mount Pisgah and back. It's about 35 miles with about 9,000 feet of gain. Yeah, um, wow. and it was great. I, I mean, yeah. you know, we had a, we had a great day, great run. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it was so beautiful. Uh, but it was, yeah. it was a good test, you know, to kind of see yeah. where the legs were, uh, I'm doing scar next month. So, just mm-hmm. wanted to kind of just get a gauge and i was really pleased with the result um yeah so yeah it's, it's coming along great thank you um so Good. i'll do three of the runs prior to bigfoot and that's kind of like my my lead up um mm-hmm. you know, kind of just i plugged them in along the calendar where i thought they would make sense uh based on travel plans and all that my family and uh yeah so i'm, I'm pretty excited um scar will be an adventure because i think it'll be a lot of night running uh, i'm gonna kind of run mm-hmm. most of it through the night um which you know has its own challenges but the the at is just so well maintained um mm-hmm. and so traveled you know it's I, I feel it's it's you know it's a good route that i think will be fine you know with that and it, i'll do it self-supported most likely but yep. um yeah <laughs> i'm just excited I've, I've not done 200 miles obviously mm-hmm. is like you know a new distance for me so Uh, just the excitement of that somebody was you know messaging with me this morning and they're like i can't imagine and i'm like me either (laughs) you know it's it's just a whole new adventure
1: yeah yeah good
0: good good for you
1: that's the and that's neat to kind of string together some things that are exciting and you know significant uh for you anyway so that's that's really good and i um i think that idea of mixing in some you know night training that's that's really important you know no, no one's going to run uh 200 miles between you know <laughs> yeah. sunrise and sunset <laughs> right, on the right. same day yep. so yeah yep. you got to be used to being out there at night and i might even recommend you know practicing your your sleeping setup you know how, how are you like uh even on you know one yeah. or more of those big training runs when right. i've had clients who are doing 200s you know i go go out for like sort of a fast packing mission whether yeah. that's you know, kind of run, run a lot of one day and then sleep a little and then run back the next, or, you know, maybe even over, you know, start at one evening, a little bit of sleep that first night, fast pack the whole next day, a little more sleep then then wrap it up. Um, But I, I think uh, for what it's worth, you know, and you mentioned in that, in, in that same podcast about specificity, which of course is so important as you get close to a given event, practicing the specifics. And and for a 200, the specifics, um, you know, it's the gear management, it's, uh, poles, are you going to use poles? It's nutrition. It's yes. when and where, and how are you going to sleep? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I'd practice all those things. And I yeah. would, if I was doing the 200 mile, I would mm-hmm. think of it a lot less as a running race and more of as a, as a fast packing race, you know, or a yeah. real long race yep. with some running and probably a lot of hiking.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, and that's, you know, it's exactly what I, I did yesterday. I, I used all my gear, try to load up my pack with a good, you know, a good amount and a good yep. weight just to kind of, you know, get it to test it out and see how it felt. And I used my poles and, um, yeah, I got the headlamp out cause we started early and yep, I don't know if it was the cold, but my, my battery died much, you know, Oof. in a shorter period of time than it it should yeah, have, yeah. which thankfully I had my friends with me that had their lights on and, you know, mm-hmm. silly me, I didn't bring like my backup or anything. So, uh, cause I, I, you know, I only expected to have two hours of, of darkness and it, it shut off in about an hour and a half and I was like, oh, wow. you know, I was like, what just happened? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like why did this cut so short? You know, I had to yeah. fully charge. So, huh. uh, but you know, it was a lesson learned, like, you know, never anticipate that, you know, it's gonna do what it usually does, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, yep. it's Murphy's law. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know, my, uh, obviously for scar, I'll be. I'll be carrying a lot more, uh, light and battery and backup and all that stuff. But, um, yep. but yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's constant. Like you, you think you've got it and then, <laughs> and then you get the monkey wrench. So yep, yep. you just got to keep moving forward. Um, yeah, yeah. but yeah. And then I guess the other part was that, uh, it snowed. Um, we were, <laughs> uh, you know, there was a, a real, like maybe 30% chance of snow for like this hour block and, yeah we saw snow multiple times for a long period of time. And cool. I mean, thankfully it wasn't like the, the dumping snow that like accumulated. It just, mm-hmm. it made it look pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like just making sure we had the, the gear. Cause I, you know, I didn't want my friend to, to get cold and have problems because yeah. uh, our, the run we do, it's on the Blue Ridge Parkway, which they shut down. Um, mm. So they're, you know, it's completely closed to traffic. So we're up there. I mean, I had my, my Garmin in reach for, you know, anything that that could have potentially yep. happened and he had his, but um yeah it's uh, we we're I didn't want anybody to get in in any type of trouble and have to use that so yeah thankfully we were we were good enough with with what gear we had but um you know I I kind of was packing the night before and I was like well I really need this and you know like we were just saying I was like yeah I better so <laughs> I was glad I packed everything so um and cool. yourself you just did uh you said you were going skiing for a while right you just spent the last
1: yeah, yeah, I've been doing um in the winter I really like uh ski mountaineering or you know ski touring, backcountry skiing, they're kind of all the similar thing, but you know a lot of time uh going uphill with um with climbing skins and then you know skiing back down alpine style and um I've done quite a few of those races. We have a great racing scene here in Colorado. Um it's yeah. super competitive with uh you know shorter races that that could be under an hour up to longer races you know that are probably 10 hours or more uh there's a classic called the Grand Traverse like an overnight race you start in Crested Butte at midnight and then go through the, the night to Aspen and um the the only one I'm planning on for sure this year is called the Power of Four so that's in the Aspen area and you real cool point to point you go up and down four different uh ski areas um in the area Is that area like the kinda...
0: the running race the Audi Power of Four?
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same series. So yeah, similar, similar route, not the exact same, but there yeah, there's a run, there's a bike ride and and there's a ski. So the, yeah, the skis pretty fun and some pretty technical skiing, you know, steep, uh, steep moguls. And there's one um park called the congo trail where you're on this this like thin you know it's a great running or mountain biking trail <laughs> uh, but but it's it it's out of bounds at, at a ski area you know it's not something that's open to the public but you're basically skiing down this icy chute you know through wow. the through the trees um so uh, yeah. Anyway, I've, I, I really <laughs> like that sport in the winter, and I've also been, you know, running, running a bit, and uh, biking. You know, mostly the the indoor bike in the winter. But um, we live in Salida, Colorado, and the climate is quite mild, so there's actually still good, dry mountain biking trails. Um, cool. You know, at times. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I I do envy a lot of times the uh, you know the, the the West because you can. You can do the skiing, uh, you know, the Nordic or cross country mm-hmm. skinning, you know, um, Schemo, however you yep. want, however you want to exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Any of
1: those, uh, they're all good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas like, you know, I mean, if you're further North of us, you, you know, potentially have the snow, um, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes we at the higher elevations here, we have it, but you really have to travel to, to get yep. to it. But, um, you know, it's, it, uh, it means that, uh, you know, in the winters here, it's, it's, it's tougher to get that separate workout rather mm-hmm. than you know running cuz yep. you know it seems like we like we're 365 run where uh, you know it would be great to have that little hiatus you know that that yep. two month do something else. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be disciplined enough to swim for two months, <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, but perhaps, you know, like, uh, like you were talking about jump on the mountain bike just for, for two months or something like that. Um, I, I guess because of the environment that I've, I've grown up in, it's just, um, you know, it's basically run 365, you know, where yep. there may be a down season where you're not running as much, but, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, it would be, Something I probably, as I get older here, I probably should start, you know, doing that, that, you know, mountain bike for two months or something different yeah, yeah. For, for two months to give my body that, mm-hmm. that, that break. Um, but um, man, it, it's, uh, I love coming out there to visit. I've never been to Salida, but um, I, you know, I'd love Colorado. I think the, oh, gosh, yep. it's just this. Yeah, a you've
1: cool been place. pretty close because you did hard rock, right? Mm-hmm, that's, I did. That's, not, yes. that's yes. not right here, but it's, you know, right. within, uh, I guess you know, Euray is still well three or four hours driving away. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can see the when I skid up to the top at the at the Monarch ski area. If you look way to the southwest, you're kind of starting to look to the hard rock zone. So,
0: oh, such a, uh, uh, such an amazing place. Ah, the, yeah. the course was that that was such a beautiful course. Yeah.
1: It's fantastic. Huh? Oh. Yeah. One, one thing I want to ask you, Aaron is about, um, you know, a lot of the probably a lot of your listeners and a lot of the people I coach, um, live out of state, you know, likely in a lower elevation flatter place. And then they're coming, let's say to Colorado or somewhere else that's higher and hillier to, to do big race. Um, what strategies helped you in, in preparing for that?
0: Yeah, so, uh, I got called off the waitlist with four weeks to go. <laughs>
1: <All right. laughs> I, yeah, I, Perfect. Uh, yeah.
0: It was, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, one of my, one of my friends that I know she, um, she was watching the waitlist Cause, initially they had you know they had pulled off because we had been waiting two years so they had initially pulled off some never runs and they said you know the never run list isn't going to move at all you know you can anticipate not getting in because i was still i think i was still 20 something deep on the wait list you know because initially i was like 41st and then when they let people in i was still like 20 something and i was like and so you know like that you know so i had kind of just moved on with my life you know and then she texted me she's like that you know the the wait list is moving fast. I'm like, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden, I was like, down to seven. I was yeah. like, What? And you know, and then all of a sudden, I'm running. I get a text from from Dale, and I'm like, uh-huh. uh, you know, Dale, who? You know, like I didn't yeah. know who. Is, you know, and then I thought about, it. I was like, what? And then I looked, I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, four weeks in. Um, I, you know, really, what I did was just try to maximize my training. You know, just mm-hmm. uh, I was in good shape. You know, decent shape, but. Uh, I really just tried to, you know, start with getting, you know, some vertical gain, practice my, mm-hmm. my power hiking, just become efficient with that because I knew, you know, those altitudes that like the only thing I could do is get as fit as I could and be as, you know, as functionally a good a hiker as, as possible, yeah. yep. you know, just yep. get comfortable with my poles, just yep. get time on my feet. And not overdo it, you know, don't get mm-hmm. injured. Don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. that's you know, those, those were my keys. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, at the time, Patrick Regan was coaching me and uh, we just did some, you know, some, some long time on my feet, just up and down in the mountains here. Um, and, uh, and just some strength, you know, just, mm-hmm. just tried to, you know, just do a few things within like a, a three week span and then just made sure I was good. You know, the week of, uh, I got yeah. there a few days before I didn't have the luxury of going out, you know, well ahead of time because of, you know, my family situation and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. uh, I got out there a few days prior um, you know, did some, some stuff. I tried not to get too high and then do too much, but I, you know, I just tried to get the, a sense of what it would feel like, mm-hmm. which gave me a good indication of, you know, even at 10,000 feet, this is what it's going to feel like. Yeah. This yeah. Is how even hard, it, yeah.
1: A few days of that. You're, yeah. you're right. And some of it's even just the perception, right. Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. Just like you said, what does it feel like? You know, yeah. how, how hard can I go or should I yeah. go that, yeah. you know, what's the, what's the terrain and footing like? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then I just let
0: my, my breathing and my heart rate dictate how fast I could go. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's you know, race day. I just pulled way back and I was just okay yep. with what the day gave me. You know, I, I didn't worry about what time I was at. Didn't worry about what place I was at. It was just enjoying the experience. Cause I was there. Right. Like, yeah. I knew that you know if if I just managed my effort, I'd get to the finish line, and that that became my goal. You know, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: as I run far, like you know, did their preview and and mentioned me, and I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> like no, <you> know, <laughs> like no, 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 <laughs> like that's that, I'm not here for that. Uh, so, I, you know, I, uh, I I you know I got to Handy's. And, um, I saw, you know, Mike Wardian, he was, he was having a hard time on handies, uh, you know, just, you never know how your body's going to react and,
1: yeah, you know, Mike either.
0: runs his race, but, you know, he was having a hard time there. He ended up passing me back later on. Um, I saw my friend, Johnny Clemens, who's a really, he's a really good, you know, hundred mile runner. And, uh, he's just struggling with the stomach. Um, I think he has some altitude sickness and he ended up finishing, but um, I think you know just just the pushing, you know, and that trying to you know, just redline it a little too much, just kind of caught up, and um, mm-hmm. so as it know,
1: often does, especially yeah. up at, at the you know when you're that high, you <laughs> yeah. go out. It, it's yes. so much harder to recover, you know. And that's true in a in a two-hour Schemo race, and it's also true at hard rock where, you know, you're, you're not going out sprinting, but you, right, you know, right. if you go out a little too, too hard. Yeah. It's hard. to. I, oh, I just
0: got on the, I got on the train, you know, yeah. I just settled into the train and uh, you know, that first climb where, I mean, you go, you know, pretty much almost up to 13 on the first climb. So I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, that was like my, my introduction, <laughs> you know, like, yep. how's this yep. going to feel? So and I just kept letting myself slow down, you know, as, as we got higher yeah. and that was fine. You know, like it's, uh, yeah. um, you know, I I, I I, mentioned something and somebody on social media is like, oh, you don't have to acclimate. And I was like, well, no, I mean, I made it through, but it probably would have been a lot easier, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: had I had it, I acclimated. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, yeah. like,
0: I just thought the guy's comment was kind of off, you know, because I was just like, well,
1: <laughs> yeah, it no, can be helpful, to, but-, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's also a good, I mean, it's a great example of just do your best, yep. you know, in an ideal world, would you find out you're doing a hard rock a month before it? Probably not <laughs> no. You know, in an ideal world. Would you have more than three days in Colorado before it probably so, but right. you didn't and no, you made the best of it. And yeah, that's, yeah. you know, it's, that's how you do it. I,
0: like I, I can't, I was so, uh, you know, just enthralled. Uh, my finished videos on on YouTube, and um, uh, you know, Dale, he's like when he awards me, he's like, this is probably the best finish I've seen because I was just so <laughs> yes. excited, you know, just yeah. coming in fist pumping. I was just so yeah. happy to finish. I didn't care what time it was. I not like I said, yeah. didn't care what place I was in. I yeah. like I saw that rock, you know, I was just like, yeah. there it is, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, yeah. I, I just. I, I stayed present, you know, and that's, I think that's yeah. a lot of the times what these races require is just staying mm-hmm. present. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of like you talked about in ultra mindset is, you know, stay mm-hmm. in the moment. Uh, what do you need at that moment in order for you to to continue on, you know, don't ask yourself the wrong questions, ask yourself the right questions. Yeah. You know, wh- what is it in this moment that's going to make me keep going? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's, that's all I kept doing, you know, and, and, yeah. and thank God, my pacers, they were wonderful. You know, like mm-hmm. when I was pretty tired, they're like, you know, it's time to eat or when was the last time you drank, you know, they were really on top of it. Mm -hmm. So having those people was, was great because, you know, I mean, yeah, I've done things pacerless, but it made life so much easier, especially at hard rock when there's just so many
1: variables that can kind of go wrong. Yeah, Um, It's so helpful. And especially in the, you know, the mountain conditions, which can be wide ranging, and and you know those those cold nights you know again you maybe you get wet or something I, I remember i was pacing um my friend emma roca at hard rock and and we uh coming out of um what's it called sherman or something i don't know mile 80ish or something uh-huh. and we we Got up real high and and we're going on this trail and all of a sudden we both just stepped into a, a what was a beaver pond that had kind of oh. you know beaver ponds grow and change depending yeah. on where they build the dam but it looked like a puddle <laughs> under our headlamps it, it, and so we stepped in and it wasn't a little puddle it was it was like you know <laughs> chest deep like this oh whole pond so lo and behold we're we're totally soaked and it's freezing cold you know wow. I don't, we're probably at eleven something and you know it's the middle of the night and, oh. and it's cold. And, you know, anyway, I think um, it was very helpful that I'd only be going, you know, for an hour or two. And she'd obviously been going all day. And, you know, as the pacer, you kind of have the sense of mind, like, okay, this is, you know, we have to, stop right now, take off all the wet clothes, put on dry clothes, you, you know, and yeah. um, having someone to make those kind of decisions um, is super helpful. And Absolutely. Um, maybe even, it, do, can you have pacers in Bigfoot or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually pretty yeah.
0: early. Uh, we can have okay. pacers for about 150 miles. Um, yeah. And um, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to a number of friends, you know, that uh, they're, they're potentially going to come out um and you know it, it like we're kind of waiting as it gets closer to kind of see what kind of fitness they have what kind of comfort they have mm-hmm. with like what distance um but um but yeah i mean you know i think part of it too you know some some folks are like i ah, i don't need pacers i think i enjoy my experience more with somebody mm. else yeah. you know that's yeah. that's that's my personal yeah. because sharing I'm,
1: it with the team is great
0: yeah well you know it like i i'm uh, I'm a person that that loves being around other people, you know, like, mm-hmm. and yep. especially those that are like closest to me, my friends, family, Yeah, you know, so yeah. having them be a part of it, and like, just out there with me, it, I mean, I don't know, it, I, it's in some ways, it gives me strength, you know, and yeah. I, yeah. Like, I feel more comfortable, I feel more relaxed, I have mm-hmm. better time. Um, I think sometimes that, you know, if I if I'm alone, you know, my my mind, you know, I, I, I just get in my own head. And, you know, whereas, if I'm with somebody, I can talk things out, you know, like Mm -hmm. express something where, you know, if I express it to myself, I may only have this one view (laughs) and I'm looking at it in one way, you know, whereas they may say, Hey, Aaron, like, you know, no, no, like, like, let's do something else. Let's do this. And, and, you know, you're like, all right, let's try it, you know? And so perfect. Yeah. It's great to have somebody else to help you problem solve. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I
1: think, um, you know, for something like a a 200 where, um, you know, sleep deprivation probably becomes a factor and and you'll have multiple highs and lows for me, just having someone to talk to. And, you know, maybe it's about what do I eat or drink or pacing, but you, you know, very likely it's, stories from your childhood or, yeah. you know, what's going on with your kids or work yeah. or, you know, tell me something funny. Like, um, yeah. having those conversations can, for me can be very helpful in just helping to stay awake and oh, um, and keep moving. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's the, you know, the, through the night,
0: uh, like, so uh, the way you were describing how you guys did hard rock, we went the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were going up the eight mile road, um, you know, later in the race and, um, my, you know, my pastor with me and I was just that we just came out of Ure, and I was just, I was so tired, you know, I was just Mm -hmm. like, can we just pull over, you know? And he's like, all right. So we pulled over on the side of the road, and, and for where it's like two in the morning, but there's still cars coming up and down this road. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, I can't sleep here. Yeah. So we moved up further up the road where it's a little bit quieter, and we tried to you know pull off the side of the road. And then runners are like, Hey, are you
1: okay? You know, I'm like, <laughs> You're still alive? Just trying to sleep. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> so, uh, so we moved yeah. even further up the road, actually found a trailhead and we went mm-hmm. deep into the, the trailhead, like you know, where yeah. we, we you know we wouldn't be bothering anybody or anybody bothering us. <laughs> and, Finally got a little bit of sleep, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's like he was trying everything. He put music on and, you know, just it was trying to make me eat. And I was just like, I, I think I just need to lay down. <laughs> you yep. know, I'm like it's just that's yeah. like, that's where we're at. So, uh, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, especially like you were saying for 200 milers, you know, it's, it's, it really is kind of a fast pack adventure because there's no way, I mean, I see, you know, some of these folks that, that make it 60 hours without sleep. I, I know that's, that's not in my, my repertoire, you yeah, know, it's uh, not no, my I, thing. No, no, <laughs> I, like I, I, that would be the most unpleasant
1: experience. I think for both myself and my pacers. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But, I think people also, uh, you know, and again, different things work for, for different people. And we saw like at the Boab 240, I mean, that winning time this year was, was incredible. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't think he slept at all. I think he was just running the whole time and yeah. like still at a great pace. But uh, you know, what, what I was trying to say was um, I think sometimes people underestimate that they, they think like, oh, if you sleep, you know, you're, you're quote losing time and, and they fail to realize, like, even with, you know, let's say a, a two hour chunk of sleep, your pace afterwards is going to be so much faster, so much more consistent. You, you're thinking better, you know, right. you're just you're doing yeah. everything uh, better and faster. So you're actually, you actually you're not losing time, oh, you know, yeah. um, And especially as the race gets longer. It's just, it's so, so crucial. Absolutely. You recharge the battery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had times in adventure races where like, you know, there's two teams together and we stopped and I think we slept for, I don't know, three or four hours or something. It was, it was in Montana and it, it, um, it wasn't great sleep. We were literally sleeping on snow. It's freezing cold, but you know, we're still asleep and the other team kept going. And then we, you know, we slept, like I said, three or four hours, we got up, we started going again. And then I think, I don't know, it was probably within the next four or five hours, we, we caught that team and, and they were, we were literally going twice as fast because <laughs> we had slept and they were, yeah. you know, stumbling along and couldn't think straight. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's when you start making mistakes, right? And that's, yeah. that,
0: that's, that's the worst thing, especially you put yourself in danger too you know? Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I recognize that that sleep is going to be an essential part of this. And then, and, you know, it's, and it's not to say that there's a, um, a perfect plan for it. Yeah. You know, I, like yep. I know some people try to plan out their sleep patterns. Um, I, you know, I honestly, I think it's going to be like, I'm going to see how I feel at 20 hours and then I'll mm-hmm. check in again at 24 and say like, yep. you know, I've been going for a long time. You know, if I'm up this long, I probably should, you know, just say, let's, let's take a nap. Don't, you know, and I'll tell my crew, don't let me go past 24 hours. Let me, you know, yeah. let me get some sleep. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, I, cause I'm not the kind of spreadsheet guy. I don't know if that's you, Travis. Like I,
1: I, I'm i not, no. some of my clients are, and, and, yeah. and you know, when they, if, and when a client, you know, they're doing whatever, usually a hundred miler and they've got the, yeah. You know, you're the usual stuff on the spreadsheet, yeah. you know, times yeah. a few, a few different splits. I mean, I'm happy to, support that for sure because i know it yeah. does help some people sure. but yeah for me i mean i might write down a few splits or something but more <laughs> likely it's just a bunch of scribbles that you yeah, know yeah. hopefully my crew can understand no, but I, then like, you know you, I, get to, yeah, you get I, to your exactly. crew and you just take what you want anyway right so. <laughs> yes yeah, i, I and
0: i'm not like i said i'm not criticizing that's yeah you know there are folks that are that Detail oriented. And that's mm-hmm. fine. If, if you can, especially if you can, if you can follow it, <laughs> <You> can <laughs> I think it just through can't for like,
1: 200 miles. That's Yeah. No, <laughs> that's I, I, I just tough. can't. Yeah. I mean, even a yeah. hundred
0: miles, it's, yeah. you know, I, I get to the first aid station and my plan's out the window, you know, I'm yeah. like, okay, we're, we're changing it. Here we go. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I really, I just tell them, you know, here's what, here's what I have for nutrition. Okay. Just make sure I have these options available. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll want my bladder filled, you know, like, so I, you know, I kind of just tell them what, what to expect and, you know, tell them some simple things. Don't forget me to let me dump my trash, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, and they, you know, they're good. They've done this so many times. They ask the right questions, you know, your socks. Okay. Your shoes. Okay. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty, my wife is pretty, she's on point. So, um, but, um, I think for a 202, uh, you know, what I was telling them is that like, I don't want you guys to be out there the entire time. Let me be the one that's like super tired, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, you guys get some rest. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I want you guys, you know, we rented a house. So, you know, like one, have, have fun, enjoy the vacation. Exactly. You know, and they're like, we'll have one crew out and then we'll rotate. And then, you know, the other crew goes back, get some rest. I was like, don't worry about me, you know, like I'll be out there, I'll be moving. It's just, yeah. you know, you guys got to take care of yourselves too. Cause you know, I, I, I crewed for a friend mm-hmm. at Badwater and I totally forgot about myself because you're so mm-hmm. worried about your runner, yeah. you know, yeah. like, oh yeah, uh, it's yeah. such a hostile environment. Yeah. Uh, you're just worried about that, yeah. that, that runner, you know? And mm-hmm. and I totally forgot about me, you know, yeah. they, 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 we got to, I don't know, 17 hours in the event and they're like, when's the last time you ate? And I was just like, well, I, <laughs> you know, yeah. before the start, yep. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. So then, then, you know, yeah. but then you become cognizant of it, but yeah. I think sometimes crews often forget, you know, like,
1: Oh, I got to eat. Oh, you know, and like, yeah, they go and sleep. Pacers. And especially when yeah. you get into multiple days, oh, yeah, totally. you know, the, the crew's got to sleep and and that, again, that becomes a, a safety issue. Potentially. You got a bunch of people driving around sleep deprived, um, right. you know, right. that's really dangerous. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah I, that idea of, you know, even having shifts as you alluded to, um, that's a great idea if uh, you know, if someone can can carry that out or, yeah. or, you know, maybe going to some aid stations, but not all of them. Right. You know, things, things right. like that. Yeah. Just different uh, ideas to, to help them. Because, yep. uh, yeah, we're going to I think we're going to rent two
0: vehicles and, then, you know, that way they can swap out and you mm-hmm. know, and do their own thing. Um, cool. Cause, yeah, because I I, I I just worry about them too. You know, I know they're worried about me, but uh, I also worry about mm-hmm. them. So, I, you know, I I think it would be better for for everyone involved.
1: <laughs> you yeah. Know,
0: less less angst. So. Yep. Um. But yeah, it, you know, um. You know, as I said earlier, I just it's hard wrapping your mind around something this this long. So, you know, like we were talking yesterday on our run. Cause um, my, my friends like Mr. Data, you know, so his watch is, is constantly in view, you know, whereas Mm -hmm. I just pulled mine under my jacket sleeve, didn't look at it at all, you know, and, and uh, it's, so he's like, you know, well, if you're not looking at your watch, what do you, what are you paying attention to? I said, I'm, you know, I break this down into points, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, hard rock was, when will I see the crew next? you know and and what can i anticipate between here and there and how long do you think it'll take so that would you know then in turn i got to take this many calories i need this much fluids how many aid stations in between can i refill you know all these factors so um but that's what my crew is calculating so here you know at bigfoot the same kind of thing is you know all right so what's the distance between this point and that point do i have any aid stations between and then you know like how long do you think it'll take me to get to you guys so um you know, I think breaking it down that way for me and just mm-hmm. kind of making it smaller chunks, uh, you know, it's a little less of that big, like, oh my gosh, this is, this is massive. Uh, so it, it makes it easier for me. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and you know, the good thing is when you get into it, it you're not even thinking about, well, I've got X more miles to go. You know, you're just yeah, you're kind of just moving along, and you're yeah. thinking about you should.
1: You shouldn't be. That's for sure. Right. So right. sometimes people yeah. do get sucked into that. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's not a yeah. You don't. You don't want to be there. Just what you're talking about is a great approach. Of you know, w- when will I see the crew again? Okay, what are the things that are coming up next? Like, yeah, you just take it piece by piece. And I think that you know that that uncertainty and that mystery. That's a whole reason to do endurance sports, yeah. you know, for yeah. anyone, whether it's a runner or, you know, someone doing their, their long bike packing adventure or anything, doing something that you haven't done, there is going to be uncertainty and not knowing what's going to happen. And that's, that's a whole reason to do it. And uh, I, I always tell clients, you know, let's say whatever someone finishes their 50 K and they think, oh my God, I finished the 50 K and it's a good thing. It was done. Cause I couldn't go any further. And then they're like, how can I do a 50 miler? And, and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, that's like, uh, that's what you do in, in a race. You get done as fast as you can mm-hmm. and, and you are glad it's done, you know, yeah. and, it, and and it's a good thing they don't, you know, all of a sudden tell you, oh, you have to do it again. Cause you probably <laughs> couldn't on that day. <laughs> right. But if you go into it, the mindset, oh, I'll be out here longer. And you, you know, that's what you're thinking about. You're, you're pacing accordingly, pacing, yeah. you know. the same thing when you're going to 200 miles, like you'll probably start slower than you would if it was hundred miles, you know, you'll, again, you'll, you'll probably do some sleep and that kind of stuff. You'll have more ups and downs, but you know, that that's par for the course and, you know, you'll, you'll get it done. But let me ask
0: you about, um, like, I've got a a few situations where I, you know, I'd love to hear your input. Um, Right now is such a, it's such a strange time because we're still catching up from, from 2020 um uh, you know this uh you know where races have been pushed uh mm-hmm. delayed um you know registrations have been uh deferred and we're still making up but we've we you know we have this mentality is that i spent this money on this race um i need to do it you know but you also have this other season that you've already created right like we've mm-hmm. got 2022 we've got you know on the calendar you know, this is this is what's going on but like oh, oh I forgot I had this entry you know I don't want to miss out like all my friends are doing it you know like yeah so we yeah. We, we start filling in the race calendar even more right and then we're, we all of a sudden we're, we're racing a ton, right? Well, and it doesn't have to be ultra, you know, it can, it can be sub-ultra, yeah. right? Yeah. But we're yep. racing like all it's the It's still time. a race. Yeah. yeah it's still it, a race, right? We've, we've, we're going through this mental process. It creates the stress, not only physically, but mentally, Yeah. you know, cause you're strapping on a bib, you're with a bunch of other people, you get into that mentality. All right. So, you know, so that, all that said, you get to a certain point and all of a sudden you're like, I don't feel like racing, you know, yeah. and you haven't even made it to your goal race, you know, mm-hmm. because you've, you flooded your calendar with like, you know, all of these, you know, maybe B or C events, but yeah. like all of a sudden mentally you're like, oh, you know, like, I don't want to get on the line tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, like, what do you suggest for, for that, you know, that person?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I I mean, I have that exact conversation with a lot of my clients (laughs) frequently and with myself, you know, whether it's out loud or or just in in my own head. And, and I think particularly for people, you know, who are at the phase of life, uh, like you and I, where you got work, you got kids, you you know, you, you have a number of balls in the air. You know, my general advice is, is if in doubt, don't do it and get to, um, you know, get to your, your, your a race, the big thing that you're focused on as fresh as you can be physically and probably even more so mentally. Um, and a big thing, like you said, to remember is, is about all those races, you know, they may be fun. Even some of them may be a good fit, um, you know, physiologically with whatever stimulus you're, you're going for. But, but you also, if if you look at, especially again, if if you if you're part of a family unit, you got to look at the the overall impact and you know the stress on your spouse or the stress on you. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, oh, the race is only two hours away, or but well, you know that's still you you drive there for two hours, you do the race, you know, you have miss most of the day. Like you yeah. you, you just you got to weigh that stuff, and and my advice would be you know, again, focus on the specificity that's going to prepare you for, for that A race or, you know, those couple of key things that you're really excited about. Yeah. Um and yeah, don't get to, I've, I've done that many times where I got to the key thing. And it's like, oh my God, I got to do this. Like even <laughs> back in the day, you know, 20 years ago, I was really into snowshoe racing and I'd, I'd be like, I have to do every snowshoe race in Colorado this year, you know, and I'd be doing like every race <laughs> racing every weekend. And again, by, you know, after doing that for three months is kind of like, oh, you know, here's the, whatever the championship or something and like you don't even feel like going, right your so pride. Yeah. um yeah i and and part i think that's even more true as as an athlete um you know has a deeper experience base, you know, and probably has more of the skills and stuff. Like when an athlete is starting a new sport or discipline, you know, you could call it starting trail ultra running or, you know, something that's a little bit different when, when you're just starting, you, you learn so much in every single race that those races might, I think be more beneficial as far as learning the craft. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but again, you know, when, when someone like you, you know, you've, you've done, so much stuff over the years. I mean, y- you could probably learn way more from, again, the, a, a two or three day sort of fast packing journey than you, than you could from, you know, some of these races again, that you're excited about and you've paid yeah. for, yeah. and it's a fun time, but, you know, is it an overall contribution to, to the big thing?
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I kind of, I said to you know, some of my athletes, I said, Hey, it doesn't have to be a race, you know, like, you know. Mm-hmm if you want to be social, if your friends are like, I want to do X, Y, and Z, like, you know, and I gave them like my run yesterday, for instance, like, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be that far, obviously, but like get together for a long run, right? Like Mm -hmm. go to a different park, you know, than than what Mm -hmm. you're, you're used to running and just say, Hey, like, why don't we take a day trip, you know, to, to this park and do something different, you know, and just do our long run together and, and, you know, make it that social instead of worrying about like, Oh, uh, you know, like, well, let's all sign up for, for this, because it may not fit in your calendar, you know, mm-hmm. it's so, um, you know, I think a lot of times we lose sight, because, you know, we, we think it's got to be some kind of big, huge event. Um, and, and it could just be something simple you know where it's in your backyard or you know a, a, an easy drive to a different park um cuz sometimes we just get so comfortable with what's in our area we forget what's you know half hour 45 minutes away mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. it's, I, yeah. it's it's crazy cuz i'm the same way you know my the i'm 3 miles from the the national forest and you know it's there's god there's you know, a, a plethora of, of, you know, other trails around me, but because it's mm-hmm. the convenience, I just go, you know, up the road. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's times where, yeah, why don't you take a day and just, you know, mentally, I think it's refreshing as well. Yep. Um, you know, yesterday Absolutely. certainly was. Yeah.
1: yeah. Certainly was. And I, w- I would also advise people do what's right for you and, and try to shed. Sometimes we, we create these you know, when I step back, these like weird and false stories, like, oh, to, to be an ultra runner, I have to do a race every month or, you know, to be an ultra runner, I have to have finished a hundred miler. You know, that's I think, I feel like that's a, that's a common one. Like do do what works for you. You know, mm-hmm. if, if the idea of running a hundred miles doesn't sound exciting or you can't find a, a course or something that's interesting, then don't sign up for one. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have to do a hundred miler or or anything, yeah, you know, absolutely. to whatever, be an ultra rudder or, yeah. or something. So, oh, you know, yeah. do, do what works for you, do what works for you at your, um, your phase of life and, you know, and take, take the long view. I mean, you know, hopefully most of these good, cool races are not going to, disappear. Um, you know, and if you're, you're really excited about a course, like, well, maybe you just go do it on, on your own or with a friend. So, you know,
0: know, to the same extent, it doesn't need to be the most Epic thing ever, you know, especially Mm -hmm. if you're just starting, right. Like, you know, if you live in an area that's, that's not mountainous, Get to know the distance, like get to know what these distances are of the ones, the epic, you know, of the epic race, like, you know, complete the distance as something maybe a little bit, you know, more tame. And -hmm. that way, you know, the distance first. I think sometimes we go full into these things thinking, you know, oh, this is like the most epic event. And if I finish this, this is, you know, the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, but make sure you have those building blocks that, you know, are going to set you up for success, you know, at that mega, you know, epic event. Um, because a lot of times, like we, we go out and we think a hundred miles, it's like, you know, I, you know, I can do this. Yeah. You probably can, but have you built yourself up to it? You know, there's no mm-hmm. guarantee. Like I I've got DNFs, my name behind hundred milers, you mm-hmm. know, there's no guarantee that you're going to finish your first one. Like my last podcast that I'm going to release this week, she, I think this, her, it was her fifth try at hundred miles and she, she got it. She was mm-hmm. at, um, uh, uh Rocky raccoon. She was just under the cutoff, like within in the final minute (laughs) to the cutoff. She finished it, though. And, you know, yeah, I mean, she's a wonderful story, um, you know, but it's you know, we have this expectation just because we're lining up that we're going to cross that finish line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like uh, set yourself up for success, you know, get to know these distances, get to know your abilities, get to know your weaknesses, work on those weaknesses um, Mm -hmm. before you put yourself into that, you know, that really big you know, epic push.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, especially if, if, if you know that you're going to be chasing cutoffs or, or, you know, if again, you're looking at a distance for the first time, different races have different vastly different cutoffs, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's something that you, you can look into for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing I think it would be helpful for other, you know, runners to, to hear about is like, the funk right you get into whether it's you've completed your goal race and then you've got that post ultra blue right mm-hmm. like you're just like oh like what now you know and then yeah. there's the times where you're just you're training and all of a sudden you just hit this like bump and you're like i don't want to go out today you know um what kind of suggestions would you have for for those two scenarios
1: yeah um man aaron that's a great question and and, and that's um yeah, the, the ups and downs with with training, enthusiasm for training, um, physical health, mental health. I think these are all essential questions, especially for ultra runners, you know, where we've learned that, that a lot of people are or have overdone it. You know, we learn about things like overtraining syndrome that can have, you know, very significant uh, consequences physically and or mentally. Um I mean, I guess first going to that point about, you know, okay, you do, you do the big race and, and it's over, you know, hopefully it went well, maybe it didn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes whether it went well or it didn't go well, people do experience that, that, um, you know, that drop in uh, whether it's motivation or just, um, you know, more and more, I, I've come to think, especially for ultra running, there's probably a pretty strong uh, physiological connection of just, everything is so run down that, that that's probably, you know, creating some, um, feelings of depression and, uh, and a mood downturn. Um, but that's also described, uh, if listeners haven't seen, for example, um, uh, the documentary, The Weight of Gold, um, was very good and very powerful, and that's exploring amongst uh, Olympians, you know, okay, you do the Olympics and now you're done and, you know, oh, now what? Or or I've heard it called uh, astronaut syndrome, you know, someone goes, they go to outer space and then you come back and it's like, oh, how could anything that happens here uh you know on earth get me going again and and i've definitely felt that um you know after ultra runs after these these adventure races where you travel somewhere awesome and you do this big you know this thing where you're like you know you you feel like you're living on the edge and you come back to daily life and it's like oh well you know what now um (laughs) so yeah how do you how do you handle that and how do you how do you deal with it on an ongoing basis um you know, one, one thing that's helped me is, is again, if, if, and when there is something big, that big goal, maybe just anticipating like, okay, maybe there will be, you know, a bit of a, of a downturn, um, in emotion and and mood for some period of time. And, you know, and that's probably okay. And let's prepare ahead. Let's think ahead about how we're how we're going to handle that, you Mm -hmm. know, and and there's a whole variety of strategies out there, you know, I mean, people probably know of various mental health strategies, whether it's meditation or other time outside, or, you know, maybe it's reinvesting in in your family or work or, you know, things that that you um, weren't as invested in. Um, Those are all things that you can do. And and then I would also say, you know, maybe going more further into the, you know, the, the day to day, or, or if people are experiencing, you know, ongoing um, symptoms of, of depression or anxiety, other mental health challenges. um, You know, I would just say to people like, first of all, you're not alone. Um, You you know, I've had lots of ups and downs with, with mental health, Um, taking medication for depression and anxiety has, really made a big difference, uh, for me, um, as has, uh, therapy and professional support. Uh, and I would just say, you know, don't, don't hesitate. You're not alone. It's okay. And don't hesitate to reach out for, uh, for professional support. You know, it makes a huge, huge difference. And, and I think for, um, you know, again, as ultra runners, endurance athletes, you know, we have these ideas like, Oh, you know, I can tough it out. I can make it through and, and you can, uh, and you, you know, you, you, you can, and will make it through, keep that faith in yourself, but you also owe it to yourself to, to make your life as good as possible for you. And even, maybe even more so for the people who are relying on you, you know, again, your, your family, your colleagues, your, your friends. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, in my opinion, people should look at mental health things again, like, uh, you know, therapy, counseling, marriage counseling. I mean, those, those should be just, you know, normal things that happen like a physical exam or like, you know, like a check-in with, with Mm -hmm. your coach Aaron on, you know, how your trainings going or, you know, Oh, your knee hurts. Like you're probably going to talk to your coach or your PT or someone about it. Um, you got to do the same thing if things are not going well for you, um, mentally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I and I think being able to recognize that, you know, like, um, I, I've listened to, um, Corey Reese, you know, mm-hmm. talk about it a lot, uh, recently, especially, you know, kind of coming out into the open with what's been going on and such, and, um, you know, I think him finally recognizing it was like the one of the first steps, because mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know, at he for a while. I think he said a year, year and a half he didn't, he didn't understand what was going on. You know, he was having these, these thoughts and emotions and, you know, just didn't understand where they were coming from. And, and, you know, it wasn't until he recognized it as depression, then, then he sought help, you know, which, which, as you said, you know, that's uh, people, um, you know, we, we don't want to recognize our vulnerabilities, but if you do, and you can seek the help, that's the, you know, the path to, you know, to, to, uh, you know, hopefully being able to push through this and work through this, you know, as um, as I had a close family member that it was, it was very difficult, you know, at first, but then once the right help was found, we have, we found a path and, you know, and then transitioned to, which now is a a very fruitful life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. No. Well, yeah, good, good for them, and and I would also say, you know, use your your running and your exercise. Just try to, you know, really take stock of that and make sure it stays in the positive category as much as possible. As far right. as the the positive experience, you know, hopefully, again, some some training, you know, to, hopefully, you should be doing some workouts where you look at the plan and you're like, oh man, like this is <laughs> this is going to be tough, you know. I think that's a that's a good thing, but you also don't want it to be this, you know, this huge stressor for, uh, for life, you know? And I, and I mean, I, I made a a personal decision, I don't know, five or six years ago where, you know, I, I could have continued if I wanted to be making a good amount of my income as a, as a sponsored athlete. And I, I just kind of realized like for for me right now, that's this, um, you know, focus on the outcome is, is not the best, uh, fit for me, you know, and I can still keep doing this stuff, uh, you know, maybe I'm racing less, maybe who who knows exactly what I'll be doing, but I think it'll be a, a healthier fit than, you know, basically it'd be the, the achievement orientation I realized had gone too far. You know, mm-hmm. the experience of the running was, was not enough in the positive category. So I just, I think that's a good thing to take stock of. And a, particularly for, for ultra runners, you know, sometimes the you know the whole running experience can go to the, to the negative category. I think just from running too much, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're, no, totally. you're beating the shit out of yourself, and especially <laughs> if you're doing it, uh, you know, in conjunction with a job and a family, and maybe doing it at the at the sake of, for example, losing sleep. Um, those those things can really have a significant mental health impact. So just you know, step back or t- talk to other people about it. Try to find. That balance where running does become a positive thing, and yeah. and still, you know, I think it's fine to use use your run as a mood booster. I know it is for me. I mean, probably mm-hmm. a lot of us. Uh, you know, for me, uh, I almost a daily experience. Like I start the run and I feel like one person, and I finish running, and I'm like, I'm a totally different person, and it sure feels a whole lot better. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good thing, you know. And you see all you know these various studies that exercise is is. um more effective than almost any medication. And, you know, that's, those are, those are examples of it. So that's a, that's a good positive thing, but, you know, again, those who are familiar with ultra running have maybe experienced or seen these behaviors where like, it's gotta be so much or every, you know, every, whether, whether it's, you know, punishing the self or something or every, every single run has to be so hard and you have to, you know, barely make it in or, or whatever. Um, Again, just you know, step step back and look at it. Make sure it's totally. mostly mostly in the positive category.
0: Yeah, well, and just you know, being able to just take a step back and appreciate the environment in which we do things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, this morning it was just a simple walk with my dog. I stopped yeah. at. This, I did it you know, too. <laughs> yeah, just a simple park. You yep. know, like I wasn't going for a run. I was just like, we're just going to take a little mile and a half walk. Um, you know, just kind of walked through the woods. I was kind of listening to a podcast, just kind of enjoying my time. Um, and just appreciating being out in, in nature and just, you know, looking around and, and listening, you know, shutting off the podcast for a minute and just kind of just standing there, you know, just appreciating yep. where we were. Um, you know, it, it, it really does reframe you, you know, your, your mm-hmm. mindset. you your, you you just find a little bit of peace, you know, yeah. and then it resets the day, you know, you're, yeah. you're you feel a little bit more focused and, and, you know, good to go. Um, I, I think sometimes we forget to just change settings sometimes, because mm-hmm. again, we're creatures of habit. We may have the same loop that we do all the time, or, you know, I, I'm pressed for time. So uh, I'm going to go, you know, just, just hit this loop. Like I usually do. And then that just becomes so rote, you know, you're like, Oh, you know, like, I'm not going to look forward to this. Yep. I mean, the, the change of setting can be like, especially in the wintertime, if, if you have access to a treadmill <laughs> just jump on the treadmill and like, you know, throw yeah. Throw on Netflix. Watch after, a movie. You know? exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just, it yep. changes your mindset. You yep. know, like you go blank for a little bit, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about things. You're just watching this movie and yep. you know, you're running, you, you get your run in and mm-hmm. it, it changes it. And then the next day you're like, Oh, you know, like I, I already feel better. Cause I did something different, you know, that it could be that simple, uh, you know, or yeah. just instead of like, it's one of those days where you're just like, ah, you know, just I'm worn down, you know, I'm stressed out. just like I did this morning, go out for a simple walk, you know, like movement. Yeah. That's, it, that's mm-hmm. sometimes that's all it takes. You know, it, it, something is always better than nothing. Um, even if it's just going for a walk, you know? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. It doesn't, I, I think a lot of us who are naturally wired for this, this stuff, we kind of have a, a natural, um, all or nothing or, you know, black and white sort of <laughs> view of, of many things. And yeah, you know, I, for me, a big growth piece is just been realizing that and and maybe having a little bit more power over it, but yeah, it's not all or nothing. You know, if, if your plan was to do whatever this amount of time or this many miles, and you don't have as much time or again, the, the, whatever you're, you're sick, you're run down or, you know, you, you've had a lot of stress. Remember that, that stress is stress. And when you, when you have, you know, again, the blow up with, with your kids or, you know, whatever challenging day in the marriage. I mean, these, these are all, stressors that, that impact your, your body, just like, a you know, yeah. a hard long run or something. Right. And you gotta, you gotta remember that and take stock of it. And so again, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe what was going to be the hard day becomes an easy day or becomes, mm-hmm. like you said, an off day or that, that was, you know, my, my only training today is I'm going to go for two walks with my dogs. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, one was kind of just for fun this morning and my wife had a window in her schedule to go for a walk this afternoon. So nice. we're going to do that. And that's, you know, yeah and that's great for me that's what the day is right or, or yeah.
0: find a different movement pattern you know mm-hmm. like yep. you know uh, like climbing gym or mm-hmm. uh yep. you know like my daughter's gym has a a, a ninja warrior of <laughs> mm-hmm. course cool. you know like just yep. do something different you know for that day you know and just you see see if it engages you in a different way if it interests you or you know so i mean it can always add to your repertoire you know there's there's other ways of fitness you know and instead of just being confined to that mindset, where it's like, you know, oh, I gotta get off mm-hmm. my run today, you know, find a different movement pattern, you know, go yeah, for a bike yeah.
1: ride, or, or yeah. you know. And I, I really work. like, and this is, uh, you know, something you see in the mental health literature that, that um, you know, it's been widely studied when when people take a a chance to give back through through volunteering or through through something that's helping other people. It's amazing how that helps you. So, so that to me, that tells me two things that tells me like, if I need help, I should ask for help, not only because it's helping me, but it's also giving someone else a chance to help, even if they're a paid professional and that's going to help, help their own well-being or i think about you know something like what you do coaching the spring high school track team like that's you you're sharing your your passion your expertise yeah. especially with with younger people you're sharing the enthusiasm yeah. and and it, i i know that that's a you know a stressor in some ways because it <laughs> makes for more of a juggling act with your family time and your own yeah. training and your and your work and your coaching adult, adult athletes but it also you know, I'm. I'm. I, I know from experience. Like it. It, it also. You know. It, it ignites the fire of your soul, and especially being yeah. around excited, you. You know, enthusiastic young people. I. I love it. You know. I, yeah. I. I'm like. I'm mountain biking or running. You know, with with kids. It's. It's a blast, and they they always start out so fast. Like I'm, I'm like I can't. God, I'm gonna die. I can't keep yeah. up for the first like you know five or ten or fifteen minutes, and yep. then it's like oh, yep. they start slowing down right about when I finally start feeling kind of good. So.
0: I understand that all too well. <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely. No, it's and you're right. You know, volunteering is is wonderful. Uh, you know, whatever you know, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, we put on our hundred miler out here and I, I always get emails from folks that say, you know, I, I don't have the opportunity to do trail work or to volunteer at a race. And I just say, you know, what can you do in your community? Like, that's the, the big thing is just, you know, lending yourself to your community mm-hmm. and becoming involved in whatever capacity that, that may be, whether it's a food kitchen or, you know, volunteering at, at your local school or whatever it is, you know, um, it's, it's, it's just fulfilling, you know, and I, I wish we could all, you know, kind of just, get that sense. You know, a lot of times we, we feel we don't have the time, you know, to, to do X, Y, and Z for volunteering. And, you know, I understand that I really do. Um, but you know, there's, there's always, if you make that block of time and it doesn't have to be every week, you know, by all means you could do it once a month, you can do it every other month, but mm-hmm. know, just being able to get out there and, and just be a part of your community and, and seeing it. Cause it, you know, this this volunteer role for, for coaching. I mean, the kids, you know, as soon as I told them I was the coach they were just like, oh my God, we need you. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it, that's rewarding, you know, when yeah, yeah. you feel wanted and, and needed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and so uh, if, if you put yourself in those situations, I'm sure you'll find that same, you know, same situation that you are needed um, and that you are valued. And and that kind of gives us such a, uh, you know, a, a, a purpose. So that's, I, I love that. I love that. idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, I think uh, sometimes we just get so hung up on our, our daily grind that we forget, mm-hmm. like you said, to take that step back and, and look yep. at, you know, the big picture, look at what's going on around us, you know, and and understand that running is this little piece and that it should remain joyful and, and the you know, a good part of our day. And, yep. and we, we let it become that, you know, kind of that other thing that we have to do. And that's where, we start to get that that downward spiral, you know, where yeah. we're not we're not gonna engage and be happy out there. So yep, you know, remind yourself this is the good part of your day.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, two other just briefly two other practices. I have one of them I'm looking up at this this high point here just east of of Salida. It's called Panorama Point and it's it's about a thousand feet above my house, so it's a nice spot where you know I can look down on town and I can see the all these 14ers to the north, kind of uh along the Nolan's 14 route that some people sure. may have heard, and a bunch of big mountains uh to the south in the Sangre de Cristo range. And and I, I love just uh you know, I'll kind of do a sort of run. Run hike up there, depending on exactly what route I take. But that spot for me is kind of a, a gratitude point where I always stop and, and stop the watch, and I kind of you know have a, a little sort of gratitude ritual that I do, and I and I kind of you know spin a circle and look around and take in the view, and and for me that's really helpful. It's very centering. You know, is is it uh, is it written onto a training plan, or you know, is it is it the ideal physiological stimulus to <laughs> stop for? you know, a couple minutes or, you know, honestly, I don't really care because I know that it helps me mentally. And, and like you said, it's, it's centering. And then the other thing I do, I think I got this from, uh, from the book, the happy runner, um, by David and Megan Roche, which I, which is a great book and I highly recommend it. And, and, and they recommend this idea of, of, you know, making yourself small, kind of, again, stepping back and just, you know, looking at the big picture. And for me, I do that, um, every night I take my dogs out, uh, for a walk, you know, kind of after, after dinner in the dark and I just walk around the neighborhood and I look up at the, at the stars. And for me, that helps me see the place of like, okay, these, these, you know, worries in my head, anxieties, uh, you know, again, stress, stress about time too busy. How am I going to do this or that? Um, you know, look looking back, and and I like to think like, wow, every single one of those stars could have all these planets on it, and who knows what else is going on? Like, it's just for me, that's that's centering, and it's helpful, and and it's also been really helpful for me in, in you know in going through the Alzheimer's journey with with my dad, which is at times been incredibly hard. But but again, when I step back and I think, okay, well you know, this is this, this shift in roles with, you know, the father getting older and, you know, maybe the the son needing to, to again, kind of change that role. Like that's, that's a natural course of life. So
0: that's, that's beautiful. Anyway,
1: for what it's worth, that's, that's a, you want to feel better. Take your dogs out on a walk at night. Uh, Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. No, it's, I do the same thing and, and just kind of, I stop. we, we, we live on a dirt road and uh, mm-hmm. the river runs right along. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And yeah, yeah
1: rivers are the best.
0: Yeah. yep. Because it's just, you know, like Bruce Lee, Lee said, you know, just mm-hmm. flow like water, you know, it's it's yep. you've got to let yourself flow. And yeah, when you do when you let things happen, and you know, you don't try to control every aspect of everything you do, you know, things move a lot better. It's, yep. you know, you let things happen and you work with things instead of,
1: you know, working against them or trying to control them. So Nice. Yeah, I like it, Aaron, that, uh, yeah, to come full circle, that sounds like a good way to, to run a 200 miler to me. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yes. We're flowing like water. Uh, Travis, uh, this has been an awesome conversation. I'm so glad you, you came on and it's been such fun talking to you. Um, yeah, can thanks man. You?
1: Um, yeah, there's, uh, uh, I started a podcast about it. I saw you're, you're over a hundred episodes way to go. That's, that's great. And, and I do. Yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think we've, we've put out, I don't know, 50 something episodes so far. And, um, my, my dad's on a lot of them. We've really enjoyed doing that together. That's called the Travis Macy show. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know where to find podcasts and <laughs> it should be there. Um, so that's kind of, you know, the main thing I'm trying to build and I'm, I'm on, Instagram and have a website. If you search search my name, uh, as well. So you I'll know, like I do I definitely. do a lot less racing than than I used to do, but still still do a little bit. You know, coaching is is my ba- main business as well, and I Good. really uh, really enjoy that. And in addition to, um, you know, I know you're very active with your kids as far as just kind of keeping the whole whole ship moving forward. And uh, mm-hmm. I I do a lot of that as well, which which I enjoy and I'm I'm proud of.
0: You you do tremendous work, and I thank you for that. I appreciate your
1: time today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me um, to the listeners. It's been uh, awesome to, uh, awesome to be here with you.
0: Well, uh, that conversation was, you know, really everything I hoped it was going to be. We talked about a number of things and uh, I just really appreciate Travis lending his perspective to a number of, of, you know, things and questions that, uh, that I had. So thank you, Travis, for that conversation and for everything. (laughs) What a wonderful person. Um, In my world, um, man, uh, when this comes out, it will be February 24th, um, and March 1st is rapidly approaching, which means my newsletter will be out. I've been working on the newsletter. Uh, writing articles you know ideas are constantly popping in my head uh things that come up especially you know with my own athletes that give me ideas for uh, writing articles and and you know talking about strategies and tips and how to train so um this uh this newsletter i'm trying not to make it too long but there's you know there's just so many things that uh i want to I want to get in there and and, and kind of publish in there um so March newsletter, uh, March first will be out. <clears throat> if you have not subscribed, uh, you can do so before the newsletter comes out. You can do that on my website, MrRunningPains The links are in the show notes. Uh, so please subscribe because, like I said, I pour a lot into into it, and uh, hopefully, you know, folks get a lot out of it. Um, you know, if not, just some some thought. I mean, maybe some you know provocation to think about things in a different way. Um, you know this this newsletter, I kind of talk about uh, just my perspective on uh, on some things and uh, just being reflective on uh, on myself. Um, I talk a lot about uh, materialism uh, and and how that 's affected me um, so I hope you 'll enjoy the newsletter uh, you know there 's a ton in there again i 'm talking about um, uh, Lydiard's hill drills because that 's my next phase of training um, you know, just, I, I've tried to pump it full of just things that could be useful to you in your training, your running. So, um, please check that out. Uh, hellbender man, lots, uh, you know, lots going on. Uh, last weekend, I uh, released, uh, our episode with Lyle Mitchell and we talk about pacing. Uh, it's, you know, it is, uh, we talk a lot about hellbender of course, but, um, you know, both the crewing and the pacing episodes, and I think those are 12 and 13 for the Hellbender podcast. You know, those are just helpful for any crew or pacer. You know, there's just tips and chock full of things in my conversation with the folks that are in those episodes. So thank you to uh, the Barrises for, for their conversation on crewing and for Lyle for his conversation on pacing. Uh, you know, we bring a lot to light and a lot to the forefront of, of uh, you know, some tips and strategies that you can, you know, give your crews and pacers. You can just say, here, why don't you check out these episodes it might give them some new ideas and some fresh ideas. So um, the uh, <clears throat> I'll put those uh, in the show notes as well. Uh, so I hope you enjoy those and uh, and listen to those. Uh, training is going really well. Uh, I am actually going to get out, I hope. Um, they are calling for some, uh, some freezing precipitation on the Hellbender course this weekend. But I'm really hoping to get out uh, and kind of just check on the course, see how it's doing. Uh, you know, here we are sitting on the precipice of March. We are, um, you know, two months—basically two months away from uh, from Hellbender. And uh, just as a side, we could still use some volunteers. There's some roles uh, you can, uh, you know, join the uh, volunteer Facebook group. I posted in there some of our needs. I need some course marshals uh, on the Blue Ridge Parkway. So if you're good with kind of camping out and hanging out. Um, you know, you can do it with a friend if you'd like to bring a friend that's totally fine so that you're not alone but we do need some marshals up on the parkway that is always the toughest roles to fulfill so um, if you feel comfortable with that please uh, visit the ultra sign up page for Hellbender and there's a volunteer link if you can't find it or have problems just contact me but uh, we certainly appreciate, oh gosh, all of our volunteers for sure. Because, you know, as I always say, we can't host this event without that army. So, please, if you can, uh, or know somebody that might be able to, uh, spread the word, um, join that Facebook group, uh, get involved. However, you can. Uh, there are other roles that need to be fulfilled, but those are kind of our main needs right now. Is uh, um, is course marshals uh, up on the Blue Ridge Parkway, making sure that Uh, The runners are cognizant of cars. You don't have to stop traffic. (laughs) You just have to make sure the runners know what's going on uh, and know when it's safe to cross. So um, please, if you can, please help us out. I really appreciate that. Um, So, uh, but yes, other than that, Hellbender is coming along, uh, you know, really, really great. I'm really pleased with, with how it's shaping up, so... All good there. Um so yeah, I'll be on the course this weekend checking it out. Um and uh you know hopefully we'll make a, a video if the weather's not too foul. Uh you know, I am gonna try to give the a little bit of a course preview. Um you know, Victor Mariano has been pumping out some videos of uh of the trails while he's hiking. So uh I'm gonna try to record as well. He's gonna try to be up there as well, so we're gonna try to knock out a majority of the course. Um, based on what has been done and what we can do, so um, other than that um, you know the um, it 's just a, a busy spring um, I, You know joined coaching high school right now. Uh, our first meet starts next week uh, March fourth I believe is our first meet, so it 's already upon us uh, it 's crazy trying to find shoes right now. Um, the, uh, the supply chain has affected that as well. I went to look for, um, spikes for my son and it is, you know, almost impossible. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it really is affecting the supply chain. Uh, I kind of talk about, uh, footwear in my newsletter too. And, um, you know, all these new shiny new objects that, that uh, that keep coming out at <laughs> that we call shoes, uh, like the Hoka Tecton, uh, very intrigued by this new shoe, you know, kind of their super shoe for trails. Um, the design, you know, um, the engineering, uh, just the thought process that went into this shoe is amazing. And, you know, it's hard for, uh, a shoe nerd and, and shoe geek like myself to not want to purchase that, uh, but when I look at what purposes it would serve for me, uh, I, you know, I, I, I come to terms with the fact that I really wouldn't use that shoe ever. <laughs> um, it's a very specific shoe, so uh, kind of talk about those things in uh, in the newsletter. Uh, because I'm, I'm trying not to be as materialistic and buy so many shoes. Um, although, you know, I talked about the fact that I still feel like there's a gap in what I need for the Bigfoot 200. So, um, I did order the ultra, uh, Mont Blanc, their new, um, trail shoe. Uh, Cause I felt like it might fit the gap that I'm missing. Um, I love the lone peak. Um, you know, I've, I've talked about the raid light ultra 2, uh, their, their shoe, uh, not bad, honestly, not bad. Red light did a pretty darn good job on that, but I don't think it's quite what I want. Um, not that I won't still use that shoe, but it's not quite what I'd be comfortable running long distance in for Bigfoot. So, uh, you know, the search continues for, uh, for what's going to be that shoe, um, for, for Bigfoot 200, uh, like I said, you know, the the Lone Peak uh, I probably could serve me a number of miles, but I do want something a little bit more cushioned, and I think the Mont Blanc uh, might fit that bill. And actually, as I record that here on the 23rd, my shoes are supposed to arrive. <clears throat> my tracking says they're supposed to arrive today, which usually means they'll arrive tomorrow. But <laughs> I hope to have those on my feet uh, and potentially even try them on the Hellbender course this weekend. I think that would be a good test, uh, you know for those shoes. So, um, excited for that anyway. Um, you know, it's, uh, um, I try to, you know, stay, stay attuned to what's going on in the footwear industry as well as, uh, in the gear industry. Um, you know, and, uh, the, uh, Garmin just came out with, uh, their inReach Mini 2, uh, which is intriguing, but again, you know, uh, I have the inReach Mini, um, and it serves my purpose right now. Uh, now, if that were to change, as I I look here, I've got about uh, um, let's see, um, not this weekend, but two weekends after, I'm running Scar, the uh, AT section of the Appalachian Trail. Um, so, as I look to that, uh, you know, if, if if for some reason the Mini InReach, the uh, the original, um, was not serving the function I needed it to, and uh, didn't have the capabilities. Uh, as I have more adventures coming up like that, then uh, you know I may look to the the update, the you know the InReach Mini Two. But uh, I'm hoping that you know it can uh, it can still um, you know still be what I need it to be. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, you know, all that said, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm continuing to just research and make sure that I have what I need to line up at Bigfoot and feel comfortable. And know that if something goes off I have backup. Um yeah, I talked about that in my uh my January uh no excuse me, my February article. It's just making sure that uh I'm holistic, right? I, I'm looking at this at a holistic approach. Not only am I physically trained, um I'm mentally prepared, I'm spiritually f- prepared, and I have the gear that I need uh, to uh to set forth on this two hundred and nine mile journey. So that's why I continue to look and to research and to ask questions. Um, So I encourage you to do the same. You know, when you're looking at your goal race, make sure that your toolbox is filled, right? You know, we, we often looked at it as, uh, are we physically prepared? Well, you know, there's so many other aspects, those three other aspects that I talked about being mentally, um, you know, in, in some way, spiritually, um, and, uh, and, you know, materialistically, if you will, your gear, uh, having those three preparations made, um, and, you know, uh, it's, and, and by spiritually, I just mean that, uh, your mindset, right? Like we train to, to understand, um, you know, what's expected of us, but, uh, you know, are you also prepared for, you know, when things come up, are you okay with your, um, your mental strategies, your mindset, to to deal with those things can you can you deal with those um so you know it's it's hard to put you in those situations prior to race day you know race day is going to bring things um that uh you know that you potentially could not prepare for um but um you know if if you're thinking about those things and thinking about how you might deal with them and having strategies to accommodate them that's that's huge so um preparing that way as well so Uh, That's all I have for today. Again, apologies for my froggy voice. Um, I know it's it's painful to listen to me, so I'll shut up now. (laughs) Until next time, my friends, keep running.